Winning Retirement Radio. On a road trip recently, I swung into a fast food drive through out of convenience and cravings, if I'm being totally honest. I'm not going to say the name, but I was really surprised to see how artificial intelligence has replaced yet another job. We've already had fast food places where they have the kiosk. You guys have seen that, right? You yeah. go in. Yeah. But there was a sign at the drive through that said, our newest employee, and it gave the robot a name, will be taking your order for accuracy. And they weren't wrong. The computer and I understood each other. And most importantly, she got my order right. I'm sure this is one of the many changes we'll continue seeing, but it makes me wonder how the last couple of years have changed the way you invest and plan for your client's financial future, considering the technology upgrades. It's not a secret. I've worked for McDonald's for 10 years through high school, college, some after college before I got into this industry. And I still, to this day, if if they're acting rude through the drive-thru or they can't get it right, I just want to jump out of my car and go in and train them you know, because that was my that was my DNA, you know, like be nice, be be hospitable, be, you know, mm-hmm. it's called hospitality for a reason. And so I don't dislike the robots taking orders in some ways if they can get it right, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, for something like that, but. In some cases, I think technology takes over in the wrong ways. And one of those ways I really think that it's a problem is anything that has to include human interaction for understanding. So what I mean by that is when we're meeting with clients or people, families that are potentially going to be clients here in our office, emotion that we're reading on their faces goes into the conversation. So the phone calls we have are fine, but you really have to meet a person face to face in order to pick up on those little nuances. So for instance, if we're meeting with a couple, and I was just thinking particularly of this couple, the sweetest couple we met the other day, they're instant friends. Even if they don't end up working with us, I think we'll keep in touch with them (laughs) because we just had so much in common and they're doing a good job and, and all that. But, you know, the husband wasn't always in agreement with what the wife was saying. You mm. could see it in his face. He didn't so they're say married, it. Basically. They're married. <laughs> you could see it in his face, but he didn't say anything and vice versa. So now when I pick up on that, I usually will call it out respectfully, of course, but say, okay, I'm sensing maybe a little bit of a different opinion. And then the truth comes out, right? Mm. But if you don't have human interaction in the mix, yes. if you're just investing on some app, that's mm-hmm. letting you pick a cookie cutter portfolio, then how do you add that emotion into the conversation? Well, there's no conversation going on, so there's no customization going on, right? Mm-hmm. I've kind of embraced technology over the years, kicking mm-hmm. and screaming. And- <laughs> I was going to say, when did you embrace it? What day was that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Missed it. <laughs> but I actually use quite a bit of technology here. It's just that I had to get comfortable with each and everything yeah. That I've embraced. and But here's where I think technology can be a help. It's when it enhances your ability to do your job. Right, right. And, and that's helped us. But not as a replacement. Not as a replacement for people, but as an enhancement to do our job. So we use technology in the analysis that we run. So if someone comes in and they have a portfolio already and, which, then, and they want to have it tested, we call it, you know, a portfolio x-ray. 
well, you know, we're not taking those papers and scanning them through an x-ray machine. You know, no. <laughs> that's not what we're doing here. Uh, what we're actually doing is we are sending them to our team, and it's a group of certified financial planners that test the current holdings to see, okay, in the last several years, how they performed, how much risk have they had to go through versus how much return they've gotten. And they've tested for efficiency. And we have a measuring tool. And so I have a program I use here in the office that all that gets input to. Mm -hmm. And then I'm able to show someone here in the conference room, face-to-face, we're able to show them the downside risk that's been faced, the upside performance that's been there, the overall efficiency, all those things with their current portfolio. Okay. So that that can be an eye-opener. And, and something it measures also is something we call a risk number. That gets measured from 1 to 99. And if someone is a, say, they go through the process and we figure out their risk score, and let's say they're a 59 on the risk scale. If their current portfolio is a 70 or 75, we know that it's probably a little riskier than what they're truly comfortable with. Or if it's down at a 30 or 32, maybe maybe it's not giving them as much growth opportunity as what they would hope and expect. So on both sides of that spectrum, what we're trying to do is get the risk to be in the proper place. And then we want to test for efficiency. Now with that, then we can compare that with the things we do and see if, well, see if we can help. You know, if we can't, if we can't improve the situation, then we wouldn't even offer to help. Mm -hmm. And so that's really what a fiduciary is supposed to do. And we have similar type of thing, not the same program, but I, when I use for income planning and we can plug in every income source, social security and pensions, and we can plug in you know, what the income goal is, and, and we can plug in an inflation rate. So if we want to use 3% or 4% or 5% inflation rate, we can plug that all in to find out where the gaps are. And then once we find the gaps from what they truly need, now we can talk about the safest way possible to fill that gap. Mm-hmm. And so that's technology. I use it all the time. Every single day I use this technology. I will say this about you, Greg. You hate technology except for around the office when it comes to retirement planning. It's the truth. Well, to some degree. Now, Kristen <laughs> usually has to hold my hand. I'll, I'll be honest here. But you love and it once you figure it out. It. I do. Yeah. I do. I love it. And then recently, we've embraced some uh, a program for taxes. Because, you know, I've been burdened about the future mm-hmm. taxes for a long, long time. You hear me talk, you know, yell and scream and jump up and down about, you know, doing a Roth instead of a traditional IRA. And because of where I'm really concerned that tax rates are going to be in the future. But now I have a program where people can actually see the potential tax burden. We can plug in what we think the return is going to be over the years. And we can plug in what the tax rate is. You know, we put in their age and all those things. And it's amazing when people see what their RMDs are going to be in the future or could potentially be, you know, obviously I don't know exactly what the growth rate is or exactly what the tax rates are going to be, but we can assume some things. Mm-hmm. By the way, Kristen printed off a an update for things coming up in 2023 of the contribution limits that are going to be out there for 2023. And this is important information because 
right now, if you're 50 and older, if you qualify to put money into a Roth IRA, you can now put up to $7,500 as of January 1 into a Roth IRA. Okay. And if they're a married couple, the husband could put in 7500 and the wife could put in 7500 Now, that's assuming that their income is below 228000 for the year. Okay. And for a single person, it's 153000 for the year. So those are some things that are coming up. And if you have a Roth 401k, folks, if there's a Roth 401k, please, 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 please use it. And if you do that, you can put in a plan like a 403B or a 401K or a 457 deferred compensation plan, you'll be able to put up to $30,000 if you're 50 and older. So this is big time, folks. This is big. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is because that tax mapping program that I use here in the Mm -hmm. office, it kind of shows you the comparison between if you go ahead and convert to a Roth Versus if you just keep deferring for the rest of your life. It assumes that you live to 90, okay? Okay. If you live longer, it could even be more. If you live less, you know, shorter life period, then it may not uh, save as much in taxes. But overall, when we pass away with these tax-deferred accounts, it's all going to be uh, taxable to our heirs. So these are things that we use for technology to analyze what people need to provide an income plan and a tax map. And folks, right now more than ever, I believe it's so important to know where we stand in relationship to our investments, in relationship to our income need, in relationship to potential future taxes. Connect now at winningretirementradio.com. Greg Taylor is an investment advisory representative of Legacy Advisory Network, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the state of Ohio. The firm only conducts business in states where it's properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Legacy Advisory Network, LLC, and this radio station are not affiliated. The investment ideas and financial vehicles discussed here should not be considered to be personalized investment advice, nor are these recommendations to buy or sell any particular investment or product. The information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should first consult with the competent tax, legal, accounting, and other professionals regarding the applicability and the suitability of any investment ideas. Past performance is not guaranteed of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company.